It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Many regular Americans who could get a hand up in President Biden's social spending bill through child care or free community college don't support his proposal. Think about that. Many of the Americans who actually could get a little hand up or a little help from President Biden's social spending bill are not all that crazy about those proposals. Why is that? And what does this tell us about the value that Americans put on a career, a job, an opportunity, uh, pulling themselves up from their bootstraps and making their own version of the American dream, as opposed to conversations about social safety nets? So we talked in the first segment today about the president's lagging approval number, uh, not just overall, but in specific areas, dealing with taxing and spending, government programs. Uh, immigration, and so on. And a lot of that, I think, is the way they are framing it. And uh, Farrah Stockman uh, had a piece, she's with the New York Times, but she had a a post on Politico uh, where she talked about the problems that the Democrats are having selling their agenda. And remember, just before the break, if you missed it, uh, I repeated what I often would say in my consulting days, and that is, Regardless of what your policy strategy is, no matter how awesome your policy strategy is, if you don't have a communication strategy that is just as robust, just as powerful, just as sophisticated as your policy strategy, you don't get to do the policy. You have to be able to communicate it. And so what Ferris Stockman pointed out is that the Democrats are selling their agenda with the wrong words. She said that by pitching their program as a safety net, Democrats risk alienating the very people they're hoping to help. Uh, This was interesting. A couple weeks ago, we had uh, a conversation on the show uh, about many of the child tax credit recipients uh, and how in in focus groups in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, that it was very clear that nobody talked to these people before they made the policy and the communication strategy because these particular parents didn't want what they were being given. But nobody had asked, so there was no connection there. So Ferris Stockman, again, in this uh, piece on Politico, uh, she said this. She said, I knew the Democrats had a messaging problem the day I saw newspapers describe Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan as a vast expansion of the social safety net. She went on to say safety nets are those cumbersome things that catch you when you stumble and fall. They're important, uh, but they're not the stuff of inspiration. Nobody wants to need a government check. Kids dream of growing up to be singers and nurses, firefighters and pilots, jobs that will give them dignity, purpose and a role in the world. She said, I've never met a kid who dreamed of growing up to live off a government check. And I think she's right. 
I think because the uh, remember how this started, you have to go back to the beginning of the administration. Uh, we knew we were dealing with infrastructure. And so let's just break that down a little bit. Remember, they went from one big massive infrastructure bill where they sort of relabeled everything was infrastructure. College was infrastructure. Child care was infrastructure. Everything was infrastructure. And they tried that very early on in the administration. And then when it became clear that nobody was believing that all of those things they had stuffed in, including tax breaks, were infrastructure, that the Democrats had to make a pivot. So the administrator pivoted and they went from talking about everything is infrastructure. Then they broke the bills apart. So there was a bipartisan bill for traditional infrastructure, roads and bridges. And then we'd have this other human infrastructure. And they tried that messaging for a little while. And that didn't resonate with the American people. So they went back from the Democratic Party standpoint and went back to a a very familiar song in terms of social safety net. And that became the mantra. And I think that's where they got it wrong. Because just as uh, Ferris Stockman pointed out in Politico, uh, that's not what people want. There's nothing inspirational about any of that. What people want is is a level playing field and a fair chance. They don't want guaranteed outcomes. They know that doesn't work. The American people know that doesn't work. So they don't want that. So don't talk to them in terms of, hey, we're going to put all this social safety net up for you. And far too many Democrats on Capitol Hill are still talking in terms of safety nets. I, I, I've got four screens in front of me, uh, and every one of them, they've been talking about these meetings happening at the White House today with President Biden and Vice President Harris. They're talking about the social safety net part of the bill. And while everyone knows that, yes, we, need, we do need to have safety nets, there is a role for government, absolutely. But that doesn't inspire the American people. The American people will get on board and do a lot of really hard, really tough things. They'll sacrifice. They'll work. They'll they'll do the they'll do the heavy lifting, if you ask them. With something that's inspirational, and something that is aspirational, not something that maintains the status quo. Not something that's just to to help them when they fall to the bottom. Uh, they want something that's going to give them a chance to climb to the top. And so in some ways, it really is a messaging problem. And, and the really interesting thing to me right now is that the messaging problem is really between the Democrats and the Democrats. That's where their messaging problem. It's very incongruent right now. President Biden has begun to tack. His team has started to talk more and more about Build Back Better rather than talking about social safety nets. Uh, but the party and Democrats in Washington are continuing to show that they're talking about social safety net. And so that's an interesting thing. You know, we've we've done a lot of work and a a lot of research around this group we call the movable middle. And they are Americans from the center left to the center right. Many who have disconnected from the political process because they're just exhausted by it, and rightly so. And they're just too busy living their lives, raising families, making a difference in their community. Uh, So they've disconnected a bit. But the really interesting thing to me is the things that will 
get this group, and it's probably somewhere around 21, 22% of the voter population, the thing that will get them to re-engage in the process, there's only a few things that will excite them. And it's talk about community, compassion, self-reliance, opportunity, and upper mobility. So think about that for a minute. That's a big chunk of voters. That's a group of voters that could sway an election. And they're not, they're not wanting to talk about safety nets. They want to talk about self-reliance. They want to talk about community and compassion. And that's how we help each other. That's how we work together. So community and compassion, helping people become self-reliant, and then having that opportunity. That's what people want. They want something inspirational. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And currently, the White House is not serving up a lot of leadership in that space. So it's interesting to me that that President Biden and uh, Farrah Stockman pointed this out in her piece in Politico. She said Joe Biden, who, of course, actually grew up in a blue collar family. He's, he's put together a plan that may solve some of those most pressing problems that we've had over the last six years. But she finished by saying Democrats still struggle to communicate that in a meaningful way to blue-collar Americans. Those blue-collar voters who voted for President Trump in 2016, many of them uh, flipped and voted for President Biden last year, they don't, they don't want to talk about stuff saving them at the bottom. They want opportunities to do the hard work to climb to the top. And I think if there is any hope for President Biden's agenda, again, policy aside, he's got to communicate it in a way that makes sense first and foremost to the American people, not to the elites in Washington, D.C. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour break. When we come back, there's a lot of jobs that are open. One of the big gaps is people are missing out on the soft skills. We're going to talk about that uh, with Brent Oral from uh, American Enterprise Institute coming up next. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.